What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking plenty about this, um, these really big rumors regarding to who we may be seeing in the new Black Panther movie. That, uh, as of right now, is the latest movie we have on our slate of Marvel movies that have been uh, announced and titled. Um, we know that in the whole week ago we did a story about how there these other movies that have also been announced but are untitled Marvel title or untitled Marvel films. This is the latest one that we have that is does have a title and does have a date. We just don't know anything about it. We got some interesting rumors that came out this week regarding what may be happening in that film. So we'll break that down. Also, a Variety had a really big article on just kind of the happenings of DC now. They kind of seem to have these. DC seem to do this with Variety and Forbes. I see Mark Hughes do these articles a couple of times where they seem to just like they sit down with some <laughs> some writer at one of these websites and says, "All right, we're just gonna spill the tea on everything we're willing to talk about at this moment in time that's somewhat confirmed or or stuff you've heard that we can kind of speak about in more uh, in more clear terms." And of course, they know these are there are no named sources in this, but they're you know some insiders. So I'm assuming it's. Tucci, uh, not Tucci, it's, you know, Hamada or someone sat down and just spoke to him candidly about this stuff. So a lot of stuff was uh, was revealed. So um, some stuff that's very contradictory of what we've been hearing. So that's also interesting to me. So we'll, we'll break that down as well. So this uh, this should be a good show. Um, this show will be so because it's the holiday week, we figured it made sense to um, we're here together. We wanted to get a show under our belt. So we're going to do this show without the show recaps. But if you're interested in our show recaps that we do every week, we will have that uh, ready to go uh, Sunday, uh, Monday uh, Monday night. So we will do this show. Uh, and if you're looking for our uh, show recaps, which this week will be Supergirl, Titans, and was it uh, Watchmen? Was that, was that, Black, Lightning. Black, Black Lightning. Lightning. Sorry. Black Lightning. This will be the week to uh, check that stuff out. You'll get That podcast will be up on Monday. Um, so, uh, but for now, since we're all here together today, we wanted to get the, the news of the week out. Now, I want to start this show talking about what's really expected to perhaps be a really big week when it comes to superhero trailers and superhero news, really. Um, it kind of was a slower week this week, but this upcoming week, on, week, we should learn a lot because Kevin Feige will be at uh, having a panel at CXP, CCXP, um, this upcoming weekend so we'll learn more about what marvel has in tow maybe we'll learn more about what we're hearing from these rumors that we're going to get to in a second but it's also being reported that we're expecting a lot of trailers one of them being the black widow trailer considering uh Feige's going to this panel next week to talk about marvel stuff you would think he had he needs something to talk about and really there's not much else to do except for maybe re- drop this trailer so this trailer is expected to come out this week we're expecting to see uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which is a project that we haven't heard almost anything about. Yeah, it's been, they've quietly been working under, you know, behind the scenes with this movie. You know? It's very interesting because I feel like it's totally different from the first Wonder Woman go around. Where I felt like, even though a lot of the information was wrong, because we kept hearing that it was a mess. Like, it was like all right, weird stuff. But the developments were happening very Yeah, and they were kind of up. very public about, like, set photos. And we yeah. just were seeing, like, over, like, a year ahead of time. Yeah. For we we got trailers, scenes. Right. We we knew what the movie. Like, I don't know what Cheetah looks like. Yeah, we've seen a lot. We we saw a lot of content for the first one. We don't know really much, or seen much of anything. So I was a little surprised when I heard we were gonna get trailer for that. Apparently, but that is the rumors right now. And apparently, we're also gonna get a trailer for 
uh, Birds of Prey. Kendall, I'll talk to you first. Shamari's here as well. Two of my co-hosts here. What do you make of these trailers perhaps dropping this week, and what are you expecting to hear from Feige? Yeah, so first on Marvel, what I've heard is that this trailer is supposed to be 45 minutes. This is a Black pa- Black Widow? Um, what do you mean? Oh, you're talking about the panel? Yeah. Oh, I think it's a trailer. I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, the panel. The yeah, panel. so the, yeah, the panel is supposed to be 45 minutes. Um, I would say a 45-minute trailer. That's yeah, a movie. Like, yeah, what? yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I'll know take, if I want to watch that. that. Yeah, I mean, That's not, I, we, I I mean, we watched that. a thirty-minute trailer of Spider-Man. Yeah, we so did. Great. <laughs> That's fair, <laughs> and that was I will never live that. I'll never regret that decision. So right. fair is fair. But um, but no, uh, this supposed to be a forty-five-minute panel, which would be a half hour, not half hour, fifteen minutes longer than the Disney uh, Disney D twenty-three Expo pan- uh, panel that they had for Marvel Studios. Interesting. So forty-five minutes is a long That's time. A lot of time. So it was gonna, they're going to have more to show, I imagine, than just Black Widow. Black Widow, I imagine, will be a lot of it, but maybe Eternal stuff. Um, uh, I mean, castings maybe for other movies that they have coming down the pipe. Does it feel like Eternals is way far behind in where they're supposed to be at this point in time? My own feels like I mean, we like, haven't really seen anything. Besides but is it supposed to come out in November? That's my point. Isn't it supposed to come out in November next year? Yeah, so I mean, I think they have time. I mean, we, we, haven't see seen, we haven't seen much for Black Widow either, to be fair. But we know they've been shooting. We know they've been doing stuff. We haven't seen it, but we know there's been stuff done. Yeah. Is anything been done? <laughs> Are they shot Eternals yet? I want to say they I mean, shot. I would think so. I mean, they have the cast. The impression I got. Yeah, the cast. Yeah, I saw the cast was announced. But the impression I got, and listener, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, and just ignore what I'm saying. But the the impression I got during D23 was, here's the cast, and we're going to be filming soon. Right. That we haven't done anything. That seemed late to me, even that. I was like, they still haven't filmed anything? Um, that wasn't that long ago. That was, what, three months ago? And I'm assuming they have shot something, but it just seems like this really, really state is really sneaking up on them. Yeah, they, they've, been, they've been filming. Does it say since when? Um, principal photography. I mean, it began in July, uh, but there have been some set photos in October and stuff. We just okay, okay. We, because it, I feel like just because it's eternal, it's not yeah, it's people been on like, our radar as yeah. much. Yeah, people just aren't like going crazy about it. And yeah, it also is, I imagine it's gonna be a CG heavy movie. So that's the, fair. Yeah, maybe yeah, set so photos well. probably aren't interesting. Yeah, they're probably mostly in a studio. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. I felt, and maybe I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's true. And maybe I felt that. Because it was so CG heavy, I thought perhaps they would need more time to get the graphics right. right. As opposed to, you know, when you shoot something in a place, you, you kind of, you, it's a controlled environment to some degree. Like, you kind of know what you're getting. Whereas with the graphics, it takes a lot of work after shooting whatever you're shooting. But I don't know. This is all a tangent I'm going on about Eternals. Yeah. But yeah, I imagine we get something from Eternals, you know. Um, what, what do you think we'll get? Like a set photo or something? Or a trailer? Uh, I would imagine it would be some sort of teaser. Well, that was the first thing that came yeah. to mind as well. Even if it's Maybe not, like a very short teaser. Yeah, and we may not even get it, but they may get something. Right. You know? yeah. But I, I imagine they may have something prepared. And then maybe there's more announcements. You may have to try to follow that stream. Yeah. Well, they did. any kind of yeah, I know, right? online yeah. stream where yeah. they know in Marvel. You know, Talk about what's going on. Yeah, 
it'd be some lo- you have to be a really you know brazen person to live stream a Marvel panel, <laughs> especially in Brazil. You know, you may end up in yeah. prison for <laughs> that Brazilian president. The way he be talking, <laughs> he already won. He trying to get Leonardo DiCaprio out of here. <laughs> he he don't even live there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's yeah. I wouldn't mess with uh, Brazil. We love you. <laughs> um, for uh, but Sham, I do feel like uh, we talked about how there are these untitled. Um, movies that they have. Perhaps we'll learn more about those untitled movies here. Because I, it's interesting that they released that untitled slate a couple about, weeks before yeah, yeah. about a month or a couple of weeks before they're doing this big announcement. And we've heard movies get greenlit. We, at least one with Ant-Man. So they may feel comfortable saying, alright, we can move forward with Ant-Man. We can move forward with telling them Blade's happening. Those are the things I think I could expect to maybe see as well this week that some of those untitled kind of miscellaneous movies that, you know, as Feige talked about, he couldn't get to when they did the D23 panel. Maybe he'll get to it um, in this next panel. Yeah, maybe. Um, I personally, I don't really need any more. I feel like they've get, we've gotten so many slates already from Marvel this year that I'd be fine if they didn't give us that. I don't need one either. I think when I said that, I said I made the case when they we were going D23 that they absolutely needed to do a slate. I felt like that was it was mandatory, and they got it done. And they wowed a lot of people, and it was a lot of excitement. I agree with Sham here. I don't think that is necessarily needed for this, the next movies that are coming out that we don't know about. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. I mean, they may do it anyway. I mean, Feige, I mean, he, I think he knows, um, you know, like he, I mean, obviously he knows, but like, like, like he knows what they are, and he knows the time frame with which, which for when he wants to announce it, and what they're ready to say, and what they're not ready to say. So if they feel like, if they feel like, you know, listen, this is what we're doing. We know what we're doing, and we think we're comfortable with other people knowing as well. Maybe they'll just come out and say it, you know. But I, I mean, the, those movies are so far removed from from today. I don't think they need to announce it right now. What are you guys expecting from a Black Widow trailer? Uh, Black Widow trailer. Um, what do you want to see from yeah, Black Widow trailer? Uh, besides the things that we read about, <laughs> from, for, you know, if you have read descriptions of the other footage, but um, I have not read any description of any footage. Yeah, I don't know if I've read like full whatever it is. I haven't I read remember. any full descriptions. Yeah, I've you um, know I read tweets and stuff. People, say, oh, and now Taskmaster is fighting Black Widow, and you know, I don't know. but um. No, yeah, yeah, I expect to see Taskmaster. I expect to see Black right. Widow. I expect to see, you know, uh, Red Guardian and all the characters are supposed to be in this movie. But, um, I like this seems like a movie that's going to be inherently mysterious and secretive because I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. So, whatever we get in the trailer, I don't think will be a whole lot, you know. But I think we'll get an idea with just of like the the main plot will be whether or not the main plot stays the main plot for the whole movie. I don't know, but, um, that's what I would expect. I think for me, Sham, I think this movie has to really distinguish itself from everything we've gotten from Marvel. Cause I feel like there's this impression, whether there's this impression, whether it's true or not, or this, uh, kind of perception that this 2020 is like almost like an off year for Marvel. So yes, they have two movies, but it's just, Black Widow and just Eternals. Like, we don't really have to worry about these movies in terms of the big Marvel MCU world. And Feige 
and the people at Marvel have made it very clear, no, these are big movies for us. We're taking these very seriously, and you need to take them very seriously. They're giving Black Widow, a, it's coming out in May, I believe. That's a May release date. Yep, May release. So that's a, that's a, and it's a prequel movie, kind of, in a weird way. So I, I, I think getting, that... Uh, you think we're getting scrolls? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we're not going to get that in a trailer. But okay, yeah, I yeah, think okay. it's important that when they when this trailer comes out, they, they have to wow people to me. Uh, I think that the end game kind of malaise is over, and people right now are obsessed with Joker, and you know DC has the conversation in a, in a chokehold right now. Now that could change if End Game's you know nominated for an Oscar. That will change the entire discussion, and we'll go back to talking about Marvel. But right now. There's a lot of momentum with DC, and the movies that Mar- the Marvel is coming out this year, I don't think there's a lot of excitement for them. I'm going to be honest. I think for the masses, for us, we're always going to be excited about this stuff. But for everybody else, I don't think people are clamoring for Black Widow, character who's dead. And they're not clamoring for Eternal. So they got to make me want to see this movie. I think they got to hit a home run on the first one. This is not a trailer where I think you can say, oh, the next one will be better. But I think they got to immediately distinguish itself from why... This movie is different than the other ones, and why you have to see this one? I think so too, and I think it, I actually think so for a couple of reasons. So, there's a movie that came out, and Kendall knows because uh, we've made this joke several times called Red Sparrow. Yes. Um, with uh, Bastique, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> with Bastique. <laughs> um, and the character is basically Black Widow. Yes. Uh, so that I mean, I feel like that Marvel they need to make a to 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 do make a serious effort to distinguish this movie from that movie. Um, and, uh, uh, also I feel like they have an opportunity with this movie, um, for, for, to really showcase Scarlett Johansson as an actress and as a talent within Marvel studios, which is unfortunate since she's not going to be there going forward. Um, I would assume. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I mean, assuming. I mean, assuming, you know, whatever, but. I mean, I think she's done a great job at Marvel Studios so far. And I think this is really a, a time, this could really be a time for her to really show her acting chops. And I really think that, you know, she could be, um, it's unfortunate since her last performance, but I think that, that she could really be a breakout star in this movie. And I think she has an incredible supporting cast, too. I mean, I'm also looking, very much looking forward to seeing what David Harbour is going to do mm-hmm. um, as Red Guardian in this movie. So I think there's a lot of... I think this movie is definitely a sleeper. And like I said, you know, I mean, are we going to get scrolls? Are we going to get any kind of uh, conspiracy? I know, AG, I know you're there's secret, invasion, secret invasion. Yeah, there's going to be, there's going to, this movie will establish whatever the main issue is of the next mm. era. It's the only the saga. It, it, I mean, the Finney saga mm. was the was was the first issue, and we kind of, we didn't really get much of that in Iron Man, but we got it in Captain America. I think we're going to get whatever the issue is. For the next big Avengers movie, it will be started with uh, with with Black Widow. Mm. Right. To me, that's the only reason why you would do this movie. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason why you would do a like you said a prequel movie as the first movie. I mean, besides Endgame, I'm not Endgame, Far From Home, but Far, so the first yeah, you know movie really separated from what they consider the epilogue of Endgame. You know, it's it just doesn't make sense to do Black Widow. Like you said, put it in May. Um, unless, because it's not a proven property, you know, like the Guardians or, you know, Black Panther or some of the things that have proven themselves. But they may have a storyline, like you said, they need people to see, they want people to see, and that they're confident in. I think Marvel is confident in whatever story they have with this, because, one, Marvel doesn't really greenlight things unless they're confident in it. 
uh, especially something so, I don't say brazen, but so so unique for what they've done. Yeah, they've never done this before. I mean, to be honest, not many, really Star Wars, I feel like is the only franchise I could think of. There are probably others um, that, like, have decided to manipulate the timeline of, like, the movies they're dropping in a weird way like this. Right. Like, there have only been a couple of movies that take place before other movies, Doctor Strange and Captain America being yeah. really the only two. And Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yes. Captain Marvel is the other one. And, but, like, this is a weird one where, like, you advance past whatever the issues were in those stories, but now you're going back to a time that we didn't really think was really in question or had any story to even begin with. Yeah. Star Wars has definitely taken those kind of, they've, like, really exploited, not in a bad way, but in a good way, those, like, time points. Okay, nothing's been done there. What can we do to tell stories there that are intriguing? And um, I feel like maybe, maybe Terminator, you can make the cases like that. That's right, the other right. franchise yeah. I can think of that like definitely has done that kind of like timeline manipulation. We're like, let's go to a time that you don't think is important, but actually is important. Yep. Uh, so this is this is new for Marvel. This is not this is uncharted territory. Yeah, and I I just feel like again at face value, this movie seems like you know you said Red Sparrow, Russian spy story, Black Widow, other Black Widow. You know, by the way, Planet of the Apes is also the other franchise I would say has done that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, but you know, face value, like I said, you know, you throw in Taskmaster as a villain, like it seems cool, but like it just doesn't scream like this is gonna make a billion dollars. This is gonna make eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars. But I think there's something we don't know about this movie that's gonna make that that it's gonna make it that movie. Um, what that is, you mentioned scrolls. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, are they going to do something where Black Widow is, is a scroll and she doesn't know it or was a scroll she didn't know it? I, I don't know. Um, but there's, there's just a, there, there's going to be a, a shooter drop with this, with this movie for sure. And in terms of, you know, the DC trailers real quick, speaking of movies that also I think have to hit a home run. I think Birds of Prey really has to do something drastic. Yeah, people yawned at that last. That last trailer was awful. I mean, let's just call it like it is. And 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 then when I say awful, I don't even mean it subjectively. Like I didn't like the trailer, but forget about what I like or what you like even. Just the as Kendall said, the impressions and the feel of the fans of the people who took in that trailer. And maybe not the it, fans, but it, just, just like the the people that watch it just want to watch this movie. It made zero impact. It happened, right. and then it was over. Like, no one thought about it. Nobody talked about it for more than two minutes, and nobody's even remembering that that movie's coming out. That was a massive flop to me by DC. And they got to they gotta do something more dramatic and more engaging in this next trailer. My concern is, based on what they showed me, I don't know if it's in this movie. I don't know if that... I'm, like, you can't... Sometimes it's hard to sell a movie that may not have it. And I, for one, has been very confident that this movie is going to be very yet, good. Because but, the way they sold this trailer was so Harley Quinn-centric. For a movie that I know has other characters in it, I'm just not concerned that's going to be a Harley get. Quinn movie. Like, I, I, I will feel that way once they show me the other characters, and I'm like, I'm still like, yawn. But they haven't shown me the other characters. I know. So, what? I mean, I can't even say with a straight face whether or not Black, Black Canary is going to be good or not. Because I haven't seen her, you know. I, I can't tell you whether or not Ewan McGregor is going to be a great villain. I haven't seen him. Can't tell you whether or not I'm going to like Cassandra Cassandra Kane's character. 
I, I haven't seen nothing on any of these characters. The only thing I saw on that trailer was Harley Quinn. At least the only thing I remember. Maybe I saw other things, I ignored them, or I didn't pay attention. But the only thing I remember from that trailer was Harley Quinn the entire time, start to finish. So, yeah, look, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that was the first trailer. They just assumed that's all people cared about, and they were wrong. Because people don't care to see a Harley Quinn movie. I don't know if people really cared to see the Black Birds of Prey movie, but people at least wanted to give it a shot. But they didn't get it in the first trailer. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what, what, uh, um, you know, how how they can necessarily remedy this. I mean, if the movie is a Harley Quinn movie, I mean, then at least at the very least, the trailer was accurate in portraying that. Right. Um, but I mean, of course, you, I mean, you hope the supporting characters, um, you know, have a larger role to play. And honestly, I would assume that they're probably endearing characters. You know, they—I mean—the characters themselves we know are interesting, and the the talent that they got to play the roles are good. So it's—I <laughs> mean—it's not like I'm just like, yeah, don't don't show that. Just let them be on the screen for two seconds. It's like no, like I would assume that they would, you know, do their roles well. So it's unfortunate that they're kind of pushed so far to the wayside. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that we get more of the other characters. Um, you know, because I agree that trailer definitely. Um, you know, you didn't see any really much of the other characters, and I think that that would benefit the movie. I'm excited to see what if we get any of Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. I think we're gonna get one shot or some kind of tease, something teasing. Hey, we, like here's Kristen Wiig, and like you'll see her in action in the next trailer. Right. Um, DC, that's the other thing, not to go back on Birds of Prey, that was the other thing that was so weird about that Birds of Prey trailer, is I feel like DC, to me, more than Marvel, is way more aggressive in what they are willing to show in a first trailer. And I felt they were very timid in that first trailer for Birds of Prey. Like, I think that what you're saying is, like, is a good point. Like, I think that there is a chance we'll see some kind of cheese that will make people say, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. Like, I think that, like, the Aquaman promotional stuff in the first few trailers was very ambitious by the second trailer they showed him in the orange suit like i mean they dc yeah. is not afraid to like give it up if they feel like it will bring people to the movie theaters um which is why it was so interesting how that last birds of prey trailer was cut it was like did they think this was really going for it or were they being were they being they were safe they were running the they were being safe <laughs> huh yeah like they, they they were running the football you know they're running on third and nine. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't taking a shot down the field necessarily. <laughs> like third and nine. Let's 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 punt, and next month we'll we'll come back with something heavier. It's interesting when you when you say you want to see Cheetah because I also feel like this is an interesting time for them to show Cheetah because I mean the internet is already very much reacting to these cats trailers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that have been yes, shown. Yes. Have you seen the Cats trailer? I did see. I saw one Cats trailer. I saw was, the first one. I didn't watch the second one. I saw the first one as well. I didn't watch the second one because I didn't want it. Because just watching it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Right? So I mean, Cheetah is a cat character. Yeah, right. she's a woman and she's a cat. Yeah, you know, be. not in the Catwoman sense. She literally has fur. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm wondering how DC is going to portray this character if it's going to be in the same vein of the Cats. And people. whether or not they're even comfortable showing that in trailer. 
Disney. Yeah, are they gonna are they That's comfortable true, showing true. that in the trailer right now? I mean, does she look good enough? Do they have to tweak the cat tweak her? Was she gonna look like the cats people, or was she gonna look better <laughs> than the cats people? Mm. You know, I mean, I mean, I assume she'd look more in turn more more like a more like an action. Right. She'd be more active um, than those people. But I mean, say it's something to think about because the internet does not like cats, and I don't like cats. Yeah, <laughs> you I, know, just in I, terms I, of how yeah, they look. I just saw the. Uh, I just saw the what's the name the thumbnail in this trailer for cats and I was like, damn, they did Jennifer Hudson like that though. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And like just <laughs> yeah, watching them on, in man. action. Why do they do Jennifer Hudson like that? Watching them in action and watching them move, it looks very bad. Bizarre, like it yeah. looks it looks really weird and it's very bad. It's very 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 off putting. Like EJ, you're playing the trailer right now. This is just very off putting. You know, I don't want to see it. I don't think I think Cheetah's gonna look more like a person. This looks like a video game. Like I think she's gonna. I think if she will. She will be a person with cat like. I, I agree with you. Features. I agree with you on that. You know, like you know, really? whiskers or whatever, face paint. But really? like, I don't okay. think, she, like, but she'll have hair and she'll have like she won't be. Ha- she won't walk around with a tail or whatever. Like if it is, okay. I don't think. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's gonna be like cats. Okay. You've seen that. Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's literally a cat person. Yeah, I think I maybe there's a chance by the end of the movie, maybe she takes a transformation to look more like Cheetah. Okay. I agree with Kendall. From the majority of the movie, I think there she will definitely look more like a regular person. Okay. Um, which I'm, which, I'm just so used to seeing the cat cheetah. Which of these are we most excited for? I want to see A4. I know that's the one we talked about the least, perhaps, in this. I, I'm excited for Black Widow, too. But A4, again, we just haven't seen anything. So, right. and, and nobody's and seen me, anything, and really. And to me, it's the, <laughs> yeah, movie, exactly. it's the movie that has the most cachet. Going into 2020, by far, Wonder Woman one is a classic, smash under any under any measurables. So that's the one I'm gonna be most excited about to see what you have to offer when you haven't shown me anything. I'm also intrigued. I'm very intrigued by Black Widow, but we've seen promotional art. We've seen really bad set photos. We've seen some stuff. It has been nothing. Um. And I get the impression that a Black Widow trailer, while they do have to go for it, and I think they will, I think they're going to go for it with action, not necessarily with plot. Because I think plot is going to be very difficult. I think this movie is going to tell you a lot. So they're going to have to be very careful. With Wonder Woman 84, I'll be excited by anything they show me. <laughs> so while I may see the Black Widow trailer and say, well, the action looks great and like it looks really awesome, like I didn't even get much plot and that upsets me just seeing anything with one of them 84 i'll be like all right well at least now i know something about what this movie is about and what it's gonna look like i'll be excited for that so for me that's the answer i don't know about you champ uh i'm more excited for black widow just really just because um um you know i feel like marvel is gonna uh with this movie i think marvel is really gonna i think they're really gonna make this um like i think this is gonna be my favorite um movie in terms of uh, from Marvel in terms of showcasing like the uh, female um, action, mm. I think it's gonna be better than you know Ant Man and Wasp, better than Captain Marvel. Like this is gonna be the movie where I'm like, yo, this chick is kicking ass right now. Like yeah. she is like, this is serious, you know. Like I, that's why I think that, you know. So I, I'm more excited to see Black Widow. You know, I mean, I won't. I mean, the side characters. The other Black Widow, I think this. I think there's gonna be a lot of action in this movie. They're they're they uh, they're it seems like their position is to be like a female version of Winter Soldier. 
yeah, I don't, again, I don't know if that movie, I don't know if it's going to be like that for the whole movie, but I think that's what it's going to feel like when we see this trailer. That definitely feels like where the promotional thing is going to go. Materials go. And it sounds, yeah. it sounds like that's what the movie is. I mean, Taskmaster is your villain. Right. I mean, I mean, she's a spy. She's going back to Russia. Right. I mean, we know how Russia is, so I mean, I, that's the that's what I would imagine the movie is. I mean, we see set photos of what looks like Taskmaster in a tank. I mean, right. this this is stuff that I want to see in the movie. That's the, exactly what I want to see <laughs> in the yeah, black Taskmaster in a tank. Sign me up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see that. I want to see Taskmaster in a tank. I want to see Red Guardian in his suit. That's what I want to see, and Marvel is going to deliver that. Like, look, I played so, Taskmaster versus Black Widow on the Avengers video. Taskmaster game. is hard boss in the video game, <laughs> so I'm I'm all for it, man. I'm ready. Um, yeah, and I, one thing you said real quickly was about Scarlett Johansson this being coming out party. We need to say, man, we gotta give our flowers while they can still smell them. Scarlett Joe, when it comes to superhero movies, she's a Hall of Famer, legend. Oh yeah, first, you I don't know about first ballot. No, nah, first first ballot. Oh, first ballot. First ballot. He's an original Avenger? We, we may have to do a, a Hall of Fame on New Generation. Yo, yeah. just do that every year. Yeah, we induct like yeah, three we, people to the yeah, Hall of Fame. we induct three or four people. Are we going to do a Hall of Shame? Uh, that's that's too negative. negative. <laughs> that's negative yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, man, we, never get, we never get this George Clooney interview out there. So we're saying, hey, man, his people are going to be coming after us. Man. Yeah, man. Nah, yeah, Scorsese yeah, going to have his goons <laughs> from the Irishman coming after the show. I'm good. Um, the big news, the biggest news uh, outside of these trails we had this week was this uh, massive, massive potential scoop from Charles Murphy. So shout out to him. Yes, multi uh, Murphy's multiverse. I yes, guess is at his website. Um, so he's saying, according to multiple reputable sources, that the villain of Black Panther Two will be Doctor Doom. He How? says that this the story will center around Doctor Doom expanding his empire into from Liberia into Africa and that that will cause a conflict with Wakanda and T'Challa. So uh, he says that's all he knows. That's what he was told. They didn't go further than that. But that he isn't told that the villain is indeed Dr. Doom. There's a lot of talk about Namor and this would be a, a step in a different direction. That doesn't mean Namor isn't in the movie. If you if you got Dr. Doom in there, you're kind of in the ballpark where maybe Namor does appear. But we've been here, maybe Namor the villain not through anything reputable, just kind of people reading tea leaves. This is the first reporting, quote unquote, saying Doctor Doom is the villain. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing because you know now that The Rock's playing Black Hat, we can't play Namor. So like, <laughs> guess we're doing Doctor Doom. Shamarin, do you believe this rumor that Doctor Doom is the villain of Black Panther Two? I mean, it's it's always hard to believe when it's it's not, you know. An official publication. It's not from the big three, where it's like Hollywood Reporter, Hollywood Reporter Dead, Deadline, Deadline Variety. Variety. Yeah. You know, when it's not the big three, it's not comicbook.com, it's not comicbookmovie.com, it's not, uh, you know, it's not. It's none of those sites. It's Collider. It's even. Collider. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Collider there in there, too. You know, I mean, so uh, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to believe. I give it a 50-50 shot, maybe. The one thing about these stories, though, is that you realize that these people, in some ways, are kind of putting their career on the line when you come out with something this brash. Yeah, and it's, yeah, you know, like, if, not if, like if you're if you're wrong, then like no one ever has a reason. To and the thing to is, Murphy ever again. And even yeah. then, the thing is with these rumors is you know it's so far away. Maybe they're right for now. <laughs> yeah, they may, yeah, they may be reporting what they're hearing. 
Yeah, maybe they're right for now until Cooler's like, nah, 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 I don't like that. Like, there's a reason why, like, this guy's hearing it, and, like, they're not telling Variety. Exactly. Or, like, Umberto yes. or something things like that. haven't been ironed out. They're right. not telling Snyder. Exactly. Like, they're not telling people that you would expect to hear dropping news like this. Yeah. Because it's, it's not ready <laughs> for the yeah. public. Which is why maybe other people hear stuff like this, but they don't report on it, quote-unquote, because right. they don't know if it's – because they say this is just in the in the talks. This isn't necessarily going to happen. Mm. Um. So we know. Look, we know Ryan Coogler is a director that, like, at least with Black Panther, that you know likes to go big. You know, he yes, he was basically told no in everything he wanted to do. Black Panther, yeah. You know, in terms of expanding it beyond the Wakanda universe, right? Um, you know, he he likes to be creative. Like he said he wanted to. He wanted to use Craven the Hunter. You know, somebody and he told him no. <laughs> I mean. That's a creative idea. If you told me Craven was going to be in, in the first Black Panther, I mean, I would have been like, it's cool. It's creative, but it's cool. Um, so black, so I could see how Ryan Coogler could, because I could see how Ryan Coogler could say, look, Doctor Doom can fit in a Black Panther story. And, you know, there is a, there, there is a 2010 story out there called Doom War where Doctor Doom is... Uh, it's a Doctor Doom versus Wakanda, Doctor Doom versus Black Panther storyline, and um, I it's, it wouldn't be surprised if Coogler read that story and was like, I'm sure he he's had to read it. Yeah, he probably had to read through his trying to learn as much the about psychology, Black Panther yeah, as the psychology yeah. of Black Panther and the psychology of Wakanda, the politics and things of that nature. So he's probably had to read it. And he probably thought, yo, maybe that, this would be a great story to do as a sequel, or just look, Doctor Doom is. I mean, outside of, I would say even including Magneto, I mean, he's probably the biggest villain in the in the Marvel Universe. Um, or as big yeah, as anybody think, in the Yeah, Marvel I think Universe. him and Magneto are like one, one and, a and two one B. for like the yeah. GOAT and one villain in the Marvel Universe. So, like, Magneto doesn't really make any sense no. with Black Black Panther. I mean, you can do some, some vibranium stuff, I guess, but, like, it doesn't really make any sense. So the other person, if he wanted to really go big, would be Black, would be uh, Doctor Doom. Namor is great, but he's not Doctor Doom. So I could see Cougar saying, "Look, we're shooting for the top. Doctor Doom has a major, has, a, has already has a major story out there with uh, Black Panther. It makes sense to just do him. And maybe they could include Namor. Maybe not. Um, another major aspect of that storyline was." Uh, Storm was included in that storyline. The X Men played a role in that storyline as well. You know, also talks about when well, you haven't talked about it, but there've been some rumors and some stuff out there that Storm might be in this movie. That she might be a character that uh, Coogler wants to use. So I can see this being based off of that storyline. Um, whether or not I like it or not, I think I think it makes a lot of sense because even though Doom hasn't had any presence as far as we know in the MCU. A lot, they once they included that five year blip jump, I think they they left a lot of wiggle room for things to have happened, to have had happen in that five year window, post or pre. Oh yeah, like the idea that a strong man who has mystical powers could take over a poor, uh, uh, un- unprepared country. Right, that's totally possible during yeah. that crazy time of the blip, quote unquote. Yeah, and he could have built some sort of empire. Absolutely. Europe. During the whole time, they just haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, but that's 
by the time we get to Black Panther two, that's a big deal. So, so what do you what do you guys make of the uh, uh, the tremors or whatever they were talking about in Endgame that would have hinted towards Namor? So here's what I'll say. I think I think Namor. Here's what I think will happen. Here's what I think did happen. I think at some point Namor was the villain. I think the Fox Disney deal happened, and Cougar went to them and said, "You got to give me Doctor Doom." And whatever we had in Endgame was them trying to set up Black Panther two with, assuming Namor will be in it, and perhaps there will be a payoff in that, but it just won't be the the major storyline that we expected. Um, it'll be maybe a, a B storyline or, or a part of the movie, maybe the beginning of the movie where Black Panther had to take on Namor for some reason. Or maybe they'll leave it alone. They may they may decide just to leave it alone. But and or save it for Black Panther three or something like that. Or save it for some other movie. They could do a say that's for a movie. Maybe Namor is the villain of that movie. Uh Namor isn't, you know, pigeonholed necessarily as Black Panther. We were just we've always connected him to Black Panther because we thought about ways to introduce the Fantastic Four. And we've heard Kugler talk highly of Namor. So it made sense that that's where they want to go. I'm sure that was the plan at some point. But I could totally see after that Disney Fox deal happening and Kugler now having a lot more say, I think, in what movie he wants to do now that he's, you know, uh, you know, put together a uh, Grammy, excuse me, Grammy, Oscar-nominated film. He's going to have more clout in terms of what he can tell Marvel and Disney that he wants to do and what creatively um they have to let him do <laughs> yeah they have to let him do and now that dr doom is in the fold and he says i want dr doom i think they're gonna let him do it and to be honest forget about what they gotta let him do or what they what what he's gonna demand to do they should let him do it he's earned he's earned they the right to to introduce dr doom i think to me one of the things that i always think was what i always thought was a weakness of the black panther franchise that was something that they were going to have to come to grips with at some point was the lack of identifiable villains. Um, because besides Claw, I feel like a lot of people don't know that much about the Black Panther's villains or really the world of Wakanda outside of maybe a couple of characters. They know the Black Panther. They know Shiri. They know the uh, Okoye and and, uh, and Dora Milaje. And they know Claw, and then like after that, it gets kind of murky. Some people know a lot because they read all and the books. Honestly, they used most of them. They on used some level a lot of characters in the, in the first, first movie. So to me, I always thought if you're building a franchise, how do you move forward? I think part of the reason why he wanted to use Craven was because I think Coogler saw that as a potential weakness. He said adding a, a recognizable character like Craven will get you know kind of gives me some some help. Now, as we learned, Coogler is such a great director and a great story writer and Michael B. Jordan is such an unbelievable actor that he could take someone like Killmonger who perhaps didn't have as much name recognition and he automatically becomes an A-list type villain within the household Marvel Universe name, yeah. and household name because of that performance. So it suggests that maybe Cougar doesn't always necessarily need that. He could really, he really can create even and Killmonger build Killmonger is a major Black Panther villain. At this right. point, they're 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 yeah, running out. Of people yeah, they're kind of running out of Manny people that makes sense. Man, the person that they could have done, and they already did him. Right. You know, they haven't done White Wolf, but you know, he's a character. He's apparently he's he's Bucky. He's Bucky. <laughs> yeah. So at this right. point, it'd be weird to do that character. Yeah. So like so so to me, I always thought that they were gonna have to go. They're gonna have to go somewhere else to find a villain that made sense. So. Cougar saying I want Doom makes a lot of sense because I think that he one he deserves it and two, 
it gives Black Panther a true big time adversary for people to come back to the movie theaters to see him. Not that people wouldn't anyway. But I think there's gotta be a new cool draw to try to get another big box office uh number that they're they're expecting to get with this kind of movie now. Doctor Doom one hundred percent can get you that kind of draw. Because I think people assume Doctor Doom means the beginning of Fantastic Four. Do we think that, that that's what that means? That the Fantastic Four get introduced in this movie if Doom is in this movie? Is it one hundred percent introduced done deal? No. You don't think it's 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 a one hundred done deal that we see no, the Fantastic I, I would War. be surprised. Really? I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Doctor Doom, but I wouldn't bet money that we see the Fantastic Four. Because now, do we get a, a hint? Do we get, like, a tease? Do we get a name drop of Reed Richards? Do we see a picture or something or a news clipping? Uh, probably. But I don't expect that they are included in the movie in any major or even minor way. Because why? One, if you include them in a major way, it takes away from Black Panther. Yeah, I kind of don't want uh, Yeah, I kind of don't want the Fantastic Four to take away from Black Panther's shine. Doom is a villain that can... He can live without the without the Fantastic 1, Four. Yeah, um, it would just feel forced. Like why? Like what? Like you'd have to explain to me why? Where would their inclusion even come? Besides, like maybe they have some history with Doom, but like now they're all of a sudden going to be in Wakanda. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it would just feel it just feel strange to me. I just feel like from the fan base perspective, and you make great points. I feel like from the fan base perspective, when you hear Doom. People assume I'm gonna get some kind of Fantastic Four content. What and that means, I don't know. But right. I, I would be surprised if it meant nothing. And that's why it's gonna be important for Marvel to, if they want to do this, and they haven't officially announced it or anything. But if and when they want to do this, that they make it clear what they're gonna do with the Fantastic Four. Like they can't leave that in the air, at that point. And no, I think by I the time the movie comes out, we'll know. But you know, even when this gets announced. If that's later this year, next year, like, they should also say, but by the way, Fantastic Four or Ant-Man 3 is Ant-Man versus the Fantastic Four. Or, you know, you know, like, I think a Fantastic Four movie is one of the untitled movies. Like, we have to get some sort of thing. I think in my head, the reason why introducing the Black Fantastic Four I thought was important if you're going to do Doom. And I think we've talked about this on this show where I've talked about the reason why I thought Doctor Doom would work for Black Panther. I felt like you got to create a real true rivalry and a true beef between Reed Richards, the Fantastic Four, and Doom. I don't want Doctor Doom to become a Black Panther villain because of this movie, which is why I feel like somehow, whether it's maybe Reed Richards helping T'Challa in some way, I feel like something's got to spark the bit what ends up being the bigger feud, which is his feud with the Fantastic Four. I don't know how you start that or how you kick that off, but that was the issue I, I had. Was I that look, was that to me like to me Doom is a Fantastic Four villain. I don't want him to then be in a Fantastic Four movie and be like, Oh, that's the guy Black Panther beat or oh, it's just like why is this Black Panther villain right. now in the Fantastic Four movie? Which will happen because a lot of people who don't follow this as closely will and if Kugler kick knocks out the park the way we expect him to do, they'll now more associate him with Black Panther. Which is, these are first world problems, but I think that it's something that Marvel will certainly think about. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, I don't even care if people, I mean, if, if that's how it's received, I, I think that's a testament to Kugler. 
if people if people really see it as oh okay this is the this is the guy that Black Panther fought which look but to me like the Doctor Doom is an arch 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 nemesis of the Fantastic Four like to me you can't you can't sabotage that relationship under any circumstance. We have to this also, is like Lex. Remember. You put Lex Luthor in um, Titans, for example, as was, was we've been been reported. It still always has to be put in the lexicon of it's still somehow linked to his hatred for Superman. Like his connection to Titans now is linked to his hatred for Superman because he created Superboy. He's been creating these clones. Like you put Joker in some other show, it somehow still has to be linked to. At the end of the day, his beef is always with Batman. But like, it has to somehow be in the forefront to some degree. I think right. Doom... Now, Doom is interesting because Doom is so powerful and he has his tentacles and so many things that he does kind of tangle with everybody. Unlike maybe... From Le- a- unlike Joker. Lex, I would argue, is kind of similar to Doom in that way. Right. I still think you have to connect it to the Fantastic Four in some way because it's just so important to that relationship. The only thing I would say is that We've seen, it's not Marvel, but we've seen Doom and the Fantastic Four interact so many times now, and it's worked never yeah. in a movie. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I could see them saying, let's separate Doom initially from the Fantastic Four. Um, let's have, because we have to, like, we got to get the Doom villain right before we do anything else, because it hasn't been done right. Now, I think there is going to be some backstory with the Fantastic Four that goes beyond anything we see in Black Panther. You know, I could, I, I like, I'd be shocked if we didn't get a Reed Richard name drop in in the movie from Doctor Doom, you know, or a Fantastic Four name drop even. But like, I, I would just, I would just hesitate to feel like we need the Fantastic Four Doctor Doom connection in this next movie. I don't want to see Black Panther team up with with the Fantastic Four. It's just awkward. It's just I feel that's an awkward yeah. pair. I don't know. I just don't want to see it. I want it's this to be a Black Panther. I mean, he he has a good relationship with the Fantastic Four. I mean, he could team up with them, but I don't want them to, him to team up with them in this movie. Or rather, I don't want this to be their introduction. If they're introduced in some other way, mm-hmm. and then he they team up with him, that I'm totally and, okay. With. Uh, look, I I mean, I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's controversial or not. I Maybe mean, I shouldn't even say it, but. We've already gone there. Yeah, I've already gone there. But all right, we go, like, we're going there. If we're if we got there. the Fantastic Four in this movie, like, I'm, and Doctor Doom be a little yoke, man. There's, there's a lot, a lot of white people, <laughs> you know. And if in a Black Panther two movie, I'm gonna be like, well, that will, and that, well, there's and, no question there will be conversations about. People are gonna bring it up. Yeah, people are gonna be are gonna look at yeah, this. Yeah, whether like, it's, it's this fair is totally or not, different it's gonna than, happen. It's gonna totally the white, different the white than the of Black Panther. Right. You know, like. I think it, I think it could be cool to have Doctor Doom as a villain, and it's like, all right, you know, it's not like it's a different type of villain, you know, optically. But I don't know if you include the Black, if you include Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four, you know, and it. But I don't know. That's the way it could. That's the way it's gonna look. Whether, like you said, whether or not it's fair or not, the optics aren't gonna be great. Which is why I think they would avoid that, and Coogler, I think, would avoid that. Right. I, I don't think Coogler cares about that. To be honest, I think Coogler wants. To swing for the biggest defenses, he wants to. Right. He wants to hit the five hundred foot home run. And he I did what? He, remember, think, he did with with, you know, Creed two. He's like was bringing Drago. Right. Like you know, bringing Drago yes. and Drago's son. He's not. He's big game hunting. So I think that those concerns I don't think would concern him. Shamar, you gonna say one thing before we move on? Um. 
Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just don't want to see, like, Black Panther 2 become, like, a mini Avengers type thing where there's all these team-ups and all these other people. It's like, I want Black Panther 2 to still be still be self-contained. We say that, but the Marvel has shown that they like to do that with these sequels. They did it with Civil War. They kind of did it with Winter Soldier. And they did it with Iron Man 2. The heavy speculation. Then Thor been... three, Thor three had had Hulk. Like it, te- it tends to be that normally the first movie is just the standalone movie. Kind of, there's really not much connection to other things, and then that the second and third movies they tend to bring other people into the fold. The the heavy speculation has been that that will be either and or uh, Captain Marvel or Doctor Strange, well or both. But, well, Doctor Strange does have Scarlet Witch. We know it's gonna have Scarlet Witch. So, but just, you know, the speculations will have like five, six other heroes, you know. And Captain Marvel, some people are like, you know, I mean, that just a complete secret invasion movie. It's gonna have like it's gonna be an Avengers movie, like Civil War was. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's Black Panther two as well. But it is interesting that EJ, you mentioned that this is the last movie that's that we know about that's official and, and titled. And the rumor is that we're getting a Fox Zone, you know, mm-hmm. like yes, the timing of that in terms of like, I mean, it's, it's Doctor Doom going to be the first Fox person that we see. We know that also Kevin Feige met with Noah Hawley, who was supposed to direct Fantastic Four, uh, Doctor, Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom Origin. Movie. Yes, that never happened because Fox got bought by Disney. He met with Noah Hawley. They were never gonna do that movie, but maybe he picked his brain about what he wanted to do with Fantastic. What do you want to do with Doctor Doom? Maybe, maybe no, Hollywood will do a Fantastic Four movie probably, or maybe he does aspects of the Doom character in this movie. I don't know, but um, I just know that I think Kevin Feige has a lot stored in store for Doctor Doom. I think he even goes beyond Black Panther too. Real quickly, Murphy also had rumored that the villain for WandaVision, the show, will be Nightmare. And that that villain would also then appear in Doctor Strange. Uh, did, did, in the multiverse of madness. Now, did we not hear that from Comic-Con, the Nightmare was supposed to be the villain of Doctor Strange? Or was that a rumor? Or was that official? I don't remember that ever being official. I know it was certainly speculated. I don't, I don't remember uh, if I, Kevin Feige um, said it. Yeah, I don't remember at all. Um, I don't know if that was out of Comic Con. I know we've been hearing Nightmare's name for a long time. Yes, we have. Yeah. But I don't remember anything. But we knew he was going to be in Doctor Strange. Whether or not it was he was the main villain or Dormammu or Mephisto or whoever. Uh, We know that Nightmare was supposed to be in Doctor Strange. So now him being in uh, this movie, or this show, I should say, rather, is interesting because... We knew they were going to be connected. This seems to be the way in which they are connected. Is that maybe Nightmare is pulling the strings in both stories? Yeah, this this sounds like a pure prologue for Doctor Strange. This show. Yeah. Which is it's weird. really cool. It's, it's I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I, it's cool. It's like to do like a show and say this is a busy prologue. This movie you're gonna see. Yeah. And to have it be so expansive. Man, and, it's and, and I think <laughs> I think it's smart because I think Nightmare is again similar to. Black Panther, though I don't think Strange has as big an issue with it. But Doctor Strange is kind of similar in that, like his villains aren't as recognizable and not right. as 
name they're, they're not as known for a lot of people. So yeah. I think what great way to kind of establish how powerful your villain is than to have him playing playing tricks in the mind of one of your more powerful heroes and leading that directly into the Doctor Strange movie. Now, does that somewhat... Um, this is somewhat kind of, and it's kind of similar to what I was gonna say about Doctor Strange too. Like he kind of has to, he kind of has to go over in wrestling terms in the show, for him to make work in the movie. That you can't, yeah. like Doctor Strange, like to me, Doctor Strange can't take. I mean, excuse me, Doctor Doom to me can't take like a, a clear L against absolutely Black no. Panther. No. Yeah. Like whatever happens, like he needs to walk away, walk away. Maybe without fairly, vibranium, fairly comfortable. Yeah, maybe without has- vibranium, but still with an empire and still very powerful. And I think Nightmare kind of, if you introduce him in a show that's going to be then the movie, he has to kind of walk away the same way. I expect that Wanda's going to be through, going to be a mess by the time this is over. Mm. If this is what the route they're going, that Nightmare appears in the show and then is a villain in the movie. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, this is very exciting for the movie for me. Um, You know, the fact that they're building him up in the show, I think that's very cool. I think it's a great idea, honestly. I think this whole idea with how they're going to set him up here and then they're going to have him show up in the movie and Scarlet Witch is going to be in the movie. I feel like this is just, um, you know, I feel like this is almost like, I mean, you know how Justice League or not Justice League, Warner Brothers is doing their whole, or they had that concept for Justice League Dark or whatever. I feel like this is kind of setting up the magical right. universe yeah. of the Marvel Justice Cinematic Dark. Universe. Who's supposed to do that movie again? Uh, I, I don't forget remember. the guy's name, remember. man. It's not um but yeah, so I I just think this is really cool. Yeah, I think it'll be, I think I think this is dope. I think that this is a, again like Disney Plus to me really could be a true. I mean, it's going to be like uh, groundbreaking and how it connects TV to movies in a way that we haven't quite seen before. And this uh, if this is the way they're starting with Nightmare, that's a cool way to do it. Let's move off of DC though. I mean Marvel. Let's talk about DC because Variety put out. A massive article uh, regarding basically where the stuff stands at DC. So I'm going to list pretty much all of them, and then I want you guys to pick apart the part that is most interesting to you, and we'll talk about it, and we'll go through everything. So first, um, Green Lantern, which we reported a couple weeks ago, is apparently was apparently going to be an HBO Max series. Apparently, according to Variety, that is false, and that they are, st- in fact, still working towards making that a movie, not an HBO Max show. Uh, also, they said the Snyder Cut that we talked about again last week that we thought was going to happen uh, is a pipe dream now. And apparently, it's not close to happening. That there are a lot of hurdles into making that happen. Um, we also learned that a Birds of Prey Suicide Squad will likely be rated R due to the success of Joker, and that Michael B. Jordan was in discussion to play Superman but would not commit to the role as of yet. Abrams has also J.J. Abrams has also been uh, talked uh, has also talked with DC. In, in discussions about how to make the character, quote, more relevant to modern audiences. So I think those were, for a lot of people, the biggest takeaway. There was some stuff about how the Batman movie is not going to take place as much in Arkham Asylum the way people thought. It's only going to be a couple of scenes. But I think for for a lot of people, these were the biggest kind of takeaways. Shamari, any one of these you particularly latch on to and want to discuss first? Um, I mean, I guess the Snyder Cut being a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah, they, that's, um, they say that's not happening. Yeah, so that, I mean, it it makes sense because it seems, I mean, from from what has been leaked 
and and all that it seems so unfinished um you know it, it looks yeah. unfinished from what i've seen and it's it's very little but from what i've seen it looks very unfinished i don't know how they would have finished it just the timing and you know the fact that the actors and actresses aren't working on the movie anymore and they can't reshoot things i mean there's a lot that goes into making a, a whole movie and you know i i don't even know how they how they would do that you know, I mean, people, well, I told you the composer last week said that he was like, I don't know how they got to do yeah. that. Like, it was complete news to him that this was happening. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that movie's mad unfinished. I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure uh, Zack Snyder is willing to go back into the studio and get everybody to go with there with him. But I don't know get if the gang back together, get the gang back together. But I don't know if Warner Brothers is willing to get the gang back together and pay them the amount that they would need to be paid. To get them to come back in the studio sure. and finish the movie, I don't know if he wants. To, I don't know if Warner Brothers wants to do that, and it, it's really up to them if they want to do that. What's curious to me, though, Kendall, is why the social media campaign. Yeah, you've this, been, you've been this that is forever. fascinating. This is to me. I agree with Shane. This was the most fascinating thing out of all this stuff. Because well, I, well, I don't the, social media campaign. Well, you don't buy it. I, I I don't buy that this isn't happening. It's happening. We told so you, you. So it. you think it's happening? You, I think a lot of not, I think a lot of interviews cat. Wow! So you think so? They talked. To, we talked about for variety being one of the sources that we we look to for reputable stuff. Yeah, this, not I to mean, say that other guys don't have reputable stuff. They right. do, but this is Justin Kroll and Brent Lang who get a lot of really big content. You're saying that you think that uh, they sat down with, with DC sources and they gave them pure cat for two hours? I, I'm not saying that you know the the writers can can have whatever sources they have. I'm not saying that they are making anything up. I'm not saying I'm sure that they didn't. They haven't been told this, but. Whatever they're being told is feels like misdirect, because mm. like everything they said almost is antithesis of what we everything we heard, what we've heard, and what really we've been weird. talking about for the next month, for the last month. So for me to am I just gonna completely blindly believe that yeah, everything we've been talking about, not even like talk about, not even like these were some of it were scoops, but some of it the was Green Lantern thing was like a story. That was a scoop, yeah, that was a story, but like some of it was just like common sense, like. Right. The, the like we saw the people tweeting, the, you know, <laughs> consistently about the Snyder cut. So this being announced was not a surprise. So then say it's not happening. So like you said, comp- explain to me what all those random tweets were about. Because it, it only makes sense if the Snyder cut is being released on HBO Max. Maybe it got prematurely announced. Maybe you know they felt like all right, we have a certain way we want to unveil it. it that didn't happen, so let's, let's bring it back so that when we do unveil it, you know, we can put it out our way. I don't know. Same with the Green Lantern show, because who announced the Green Lantern? I want to say it was it was one of the big ones. It was one of it was a it was yeah. a it was yeah. a, it was an outlet. I want to say it was Deadline maybe, but it was not. Uh, but it was not DC. It was not Warner Bros. No, they said what they they said they want to do a movie. They still want to do a movie, and yeah, it's not coming on HBO Max. Yes. Yeah, For, Forbes was the one who had HBO. Forbes. They they announced pretty good. The Green Lantern show. My guess is that DC, that HBO Max wants to unveil their things the way they want to unveil it, and they can't have this stuff getting out now uh, and getting out in the. So in wait, universe. so here's the thing about the DC. This is really weird because apparently DC announced that Green Lantern was happening on HBO Max. So it came straight from Warner Brothers. And yeah, t- television. I'm reading this deadline article. I thought it was official too. Berlanti is ever expanding screen interpretation of DC universe is coming to cosmic 
is going cosmic with two series for HBO Max, Stranger, Strange Adventures, and a Green Lantern-inspired show. He said both of these original DC properties will be creating, will be creating for HBO Max will be unlike anything seen on television. That's that's a quote from Greg Berlanti. Yeah, it's literally yes. a quote from Greg, Greg Berlanti. Yes, HBO Max they officially announced it. So how am I gonna uh, feel like that's not happening? <laughs> no, I, what has changed in the last month that they are like, nah, never mind. And they didn't say like what what was the quote in the article about this not happening? Let me let me from let me. the quote unquote source. So I'm trying to get this right here. Uh, so beyond embracing the darker undercurrents of the DC canon, the company is also revisiting characters that they believe were ill-served by previous big screen adventures. Green Lantern Corps remains a priority despite the fact that the 2011 Green Lantern was a high-profile commercial disaster. Johns uh, is de- delivering a script at the end of the year. The project may be presented to Abrams and Bad Robot to see if the company would be interested in producing the prediction. However, Greg Berlanti, another major talent on Warner Brother, on the Warner Brothers Live, partnering with Johns on a Green Lantern television show. There's speculation that the relationship could lead his involvement in a feature film. So they're making it suggest that it will be a show, but also a movie. That was in Variety? Yes. Okay, okay. So, so the show is still happening? Yes. Oh, okay. 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 I thought I thought the show got axed. I was like... Or it, that was my mistake, I think. All right, word. All right, so that's, that's more believable. So you think it's still believable that they... Because I do think that... I, I, don't, I think there's a chance that Green Lantern Corps could still come out. Because the early rumor that I had heard before this movie I got before the show had gotten announced was that this was Kyle Rayner, and that it wasn't. Green uh, Lantern Corps was Kyle Rayner, or that the show was the Kyle show Rayner? was Kyle Rayner. Uh, this was before the show got announced. It was, again, it was a rumor, but the person right. was right. They said Kyle Rayner Green Lantern show. They have balked on that a little bit and just said Green Lantern now because that's what that's what we know. Mm-hmm. But you know. It would make sense if behind the scenes they still want to do Green Lantern Corps on some level. Uh, I like Kyle Rayner. He was my Green Lantern when I was a kid. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. when I first first started even looking at comic books, the Green Lantern was Kyle Rayner. Right. Because right. Jordan was like a villain. It was all crazy. The 90s was a weird time. Right, right. <laughs> he was like, I think Green Lantern, I think it was Flanax, I believe. <laughs> but, um, and then, of course, John Stewart became our Green Lantern in the new millennium because of this cartoon. Justly, yeah. I don't believe any of it, though. You don't believe a lot of this stuff? Like, I believe Michael B. Jordan may have met with Abrams or whatever, whatever, but Henry Cavill is still going to be Superman on some level. So that's the thing about this. So you think this is a misdirect? I, I, I think... And Snyder Cut is going to come out. Something is afoot at Warner Brothers and DC. There is a clear issue to me. There's two of them. Maybe. Because how do you have all this content come out? So, okay, there's a lot of things. Uh, let's let's first touch on Superman. I think this is a schism between Warner Brothers and Cavill. Because this Michael B. Jordan and Abrams stuff is not new. This is stuff we've heard that was rumored. And we're just getting kind of more detail about exactly what occurred in these meetings. Why would that come out a week after Henry Cavill said, I'm still Superman? Someone at Warner Brothers doesn't want him to be Superman. That is very clear to me today. And I think Cavill, for whatever reason, here's my take on it. I think Cavill somehow feels like 
it would make more sense for him to eventually put back that cape on, which, of course, it makes more sense. The money there is endless. So it always makes more sense to be part of that kind of franchise. And considering there's nothing happening at Warner Brothers, and I think the way they left while it was a clear break was probably ambiguous for everybody's sake. I think he was trying, him and his team were trying to take advantage of that by putting it out there, especially with the all the excitement about the Snyder Cut. I think he thought it was the right time to put out and say, hey, no, nah, I'm still Superman. They ain't got a Superman over there. And I don't know if that was in conjunction with DC or Warner Brothers. Because <laughs> like I told you guys last week, you know every question you're going to ask. Like he didn't, it wasn't like he was freelancing and like he didn't know what they expected. He's saying something that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like he knew exactly what they were going to ask him and he knew exactly what he was going to say. And to be so bold, I, I was very surprised that he talked about how I'm still Superman. I was like, this is totally different than anything we've been hearing. So something has changed, maybe. I wonder if maybe nothing actually did change and Cavill tried to change the narrative himself. And now you have this someone deciding, I need to talk to Variety and get some stuff off my chest. Let me give you all this information about how we're going so much in a different direction with Superman than anything Karen Cavill was talking about last week. Like, these things, in the timing in which they happen, they happen for a reason. And I don't think that that was an accident. I think they wanted to let him know, hey, bud, I don't know what you're talking about, but we are moving forward with Superman without you at this time. Now, does that mean that there's no chance he's ever Superman? Of course not. But... I think they kind of were, this was kind of their like kind of warning shot to him to be like, hey, don't tell us what we're doing with Superman. We don't, don't tell us, you know, the cape is in your closet. We'll come in your closet and take it out if we have to and put it on someone else. We've already talked to Michael B. Jordan about him taking the role. Because otherwise, why, like this doesn't make any sense. You're not going to have two Supermans running around. No one thinks that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Um, there's clearly some kind of there's clearly a miscommunication between Cavill and Warner Brothers on some level. Um, I, don't, I don't think I don't, this is a work. I don't think this is a work. I think there's beef here. Yeah, I I, I don't think this is a work either. I think someone, um, you know, someone is is leaking this in, or leaking. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah someone is leaking. This is a leak. Yeah, this, is, this isn't an official an official announcement. So someone is leaking this information. Um, and clearly there's a miscommunication between a lot of people, between Cavill, between Snyder, between just a lot of different different people. There's a lot of miscommunications and a lot of people not knowing things, which is not good, you know, because we had hoped that Warner Brothers would have been past that, but we, apparently not. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, honestly, we just need more communication between people uh, within Warner Brothers um, and between people, you know, just... Uh, even people making this stuff, Berlanti, Johns, everybody needs to be on the same page. Uh, Abrams, we all need to be on the same page so that we everybody knows who's doing what, um, you know, so they can run a tight ship. And it's important to note, while I think there is some kind of beef with Cavill and DC or Warner Brothers, perhaps, I also feel like don't put it, don't uh, exclude the possibility that perhaps this is someone just trying to make life more difficult for Cavill. Because like I said at the top, when I brought this up, this is not new information we're hearing. This could also be someone who, maybe there are rumblings about Cavill be, being Superman again. Someone feeling like, oh, I don't want that to happen for whatever reason. And now they're leaking, hey, they've been talking to Michael B. Jordan, and they've been talking to J.J. Abrams about putting Superman in a new direction. 
stuff that we already knew. Like, something is wrong here. <laughs> I, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. It's either a beef between Cavill and DC or someone who has an axe to grind with Cavill and is making them look bad by putting this out. But and something, also, something ain't kosher. Also, they, one way or another. this person is anti-Zack Snyder. What was that? This person has to be anti-Zack yeah, Snyder. They, well. They're definitely anti-Snyder. Yeah, well, the next line is that insiders are quick to credit Walter Hamada. So, and usually, when you're writing these articles, like... The person, like, when you hear, this is, like, a very, this is an insider trope here. But when you hear someone, we hear, like, very bombastic or very, like, big claims or big stories. And then the next line, they're talking about something specific about a person. You could, a lot of times, assume that that, this commentary you're getting is coming from either that person or people linked to that person. So, it's interesting to me, the next paragraph it's talking about how great a job Walter Hamada is doing. I'm not going to be the one to say that he's the one who's telling them that we were talking to Michael B. Jordan or JJ, or we're talking to J.J. Abrams, but could it be someone who's close to him who doesn't like this Snyder situation, doesn't like Snyder? Doesn't you know, He also would be someone who wouldn't be interested in Snyder pushing a Snyder cut on his, remember, his plate when this, that's not what Hamada wants to do. This could no be word above that he's his, in that. This could be above his pay grade. Absolutely, Snyder cut. This could be well, that could be something that's Warner Brothers. Exactly because like, think about it. The Snyder like this is gonna come out on each, on HBO Max. HBO is going to Warner Brothers in DC. Like we need content for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So DC could be saying, look, the Snyder cut's perfect. Hamada probably wouldn't want the Snyder cut out because if it's great, it makes him look bad. Right. So he he probably wants something buried. But it's it's above his pay grade at this point. Um, Cosmic Book News, they came out with a scathing article on Variety saying that they're fake news. Cap. They said it's all cap. They said it's all cap. They said that um, that this is still coming out. That's fascinating that Cosmic will come at Variety like that. Yeah. Um, I guess they probably felt attacked because a lot of the reporting was was coming from them. Yeah, exactly. And Cosmic Book News, you know, smaller publication, but solid. That's why I felt comfortable talking about their reporting. Because usually they're pretty good. And a lot of times the earliest stuff you'll hear will come from places like that. And then the bigger places will get the, you know, the more confirmed stuff. Exactly. Um, and in Grace Randolph, uh, YouTuber, DC, a lot of DC connections, she kind of supported a lot of what they were saying. Um, but HBO Max is coming out uh, HBO Max is coming out uh, in May of 2020, so you know she just mentioned that they don't want to they don't want to peak too early is what she said, and that you know there's no immediate rush, basically to to put to, like why would you announce it now? The right. streaming service is coming out in May. You have plenty of time. You announce it now, it could get buried by the time that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Which again, also the same deal with Green Lantern. You know, like, I mean, you, they announced it, but uh, if you show anything about it or, you know, support it too much, you know, that, they, I think they want all that movement to come in the spring. Yeah. I mean, that that, that could possibly make sense. Um, I don't know. This it, Like Shamari said, I do agree that, you know, this does speak to a little dysfunction a little bit from maybe a lot 
with Warner Brothers that this article come out, you know, debunking so much of what we've been hearing. Obviously, I was, you know, I, I mistaken, I was mistaken with the Green Lantern thing. It, it will be HBO show, but the, the thing was that they were prioritizing a movie as well, which is not what we were hearing. Right. Um, we thought that the show was, the movie was done. But the Superman stuff is absolutely contradictory from what we've been hearing. Yeah. And that was a big CosmicNews.com uh, story. What do you think also about the idea that Joker is influencing DC's decisions on Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad? They mentioned that these, those movies won't nearly be as dark as Joker, but that you know, it'll be way more lighthearted, but seeing Joker's success told them that they don't have to be afraid of the radar R rating, which I think is kind of old news for them. Like, to me, like, DC will be, will be slow to the gate to me to feel that way because I thought Deadpool killed that a long time ago. That and, did that. and Logan. And, well, Logan wasn't the, the box office success that... Deadpool was. Fair enough. Logan was a success because it was not, the budget wasn't that great and it made a lot of, it made a decent amount of money. But like, I'm talking about like the fact yeah. that you could do big numbers on a radio. You care about the critic. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line. So. So it, it's fascinating to me that they thought that it took Joker for them to feel like, oh, we can be more comfortable with these other movies to go rated R. But that apparently seems to be what's happening. Well, a lot of times you have to do it to believe it yourself. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you can see someone else doing it, but until you do it, you realize, oh, wow, this is a real thing. You can make money, you can make money on a rated R movie. <laughs> Who would have known? Um, it doesn't feel like Birds of Prey should have to be rated R, though it seems like that's where we're going. Yeah. Suicide Squad, I think I could, I could see being rated R. That doesn't have to be either, but I think it may, it may give them a little I don't think either one of those movies are going to make as much money as they could if they were if, if they're gonna be radar um i just feel like i don't think people are clamoring to see either at this point and making it rated r could make it a better movie in theory but like i just think you're cutting off a lot of especially birds of prey the harley quinn uh you know fan base I mean, look, Harley Quinn, I, you know me with Harley Quinn, man. I don't think she should be any, I don't think any kid should be like, I want to be Harley Quinn. I want to see Harley I'm not Quinn. saying, look, I, I'm not saying, I'm not. Even telling, though I I'm know she actually premiered on Batman, the animated series. Yeah, she's popular amongst young girls. I'm so. not telling anybody so. how to I, Not to say kid. that, yeah, not to say that that's I'm not a good saying anything good, good or bad, <laughs> but I'm just saying from a Warner Brothers perspective. <laughs> That like you just said, the reality is the reality. The reality is the reality, man. At Comic Con a couple years ago, I interviewed a ten-year-old girl who's dressed as Harley Quinn. Yeah, you know it is what it is. But those people, <laughs> they can't, they can't go to see, they can't yeah. go to see Birds of Prey if it's rated R. I mean, they still could, but they should. Yeah, exactly. At that point, now it's like, all right, I don't know if this is morally or ethically correct. But your, kid, your parents don't don't care man. Look, man i'm not gonna tell anybody how to i watched that watched deadpool kid. man it was kids right in front of <laughs> kids right in front of us um, one of the kids was like when the marvel thing came out they were like marvel yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> james yo shout out to james holly man he almost got a lot of theater <laughs> <laughs> he's like yo, i'm going comfortable man yo man like the parents don't care they just bring their kids <laughs> they're like they don't get on babysitter or whatever also like i learned as a kid I, I learned growing up now as an adult that parents also don't they don't care what their kids watch nearly as much as our parents did. Right. So, I don't know if that's like, like yes, I money like, wise, right. it's gonna affect. It's them, gonna yeah. affect them, but like I don't know if what how much is gonna hurt them is as much as we expect. Right. The popular Harley Quinn is still gonna be just as popular 
amongst kids as she was before Birds of Prey, as well as she is going to be afterwards, regardless of it being rated R. It's just, money-wise, like, I don't think people are going to see either one of these movies. Like, Birds of Prey, I don't think will do well. Mm, bold prediction. Is it bold? Yeah. yeah superhero cool. movies are hot. They aren't to me that's done bad. Hot, yeah. Like I'm not so saying like, like, so like what superhero so movie has done bad. I'm not saying it's gonna lose Besides, like, money. I mean like major like no, DC but, Marvel. Well, I mean when you say Maybe it's not when you say it's not gonna do well. Do you I mean, mean it's it, gonna underwhelm in the box office. Like what does that mean? Like give so, me a give so me a whole wide number. I don't think it's gonna pass six hundred million. It maybe does five hundred. That's, that's that would be that would not be. But good. like Shazam did around that. I don't think it's gonna make more than Shazam did. And Shazam was a great movie, and that movie had a pretty good marketing campaign. Probably could be a little better, but I thought it was fun. I thought people knew about the movie. I think Shazam was almost entirely just hurt by Justice League. I think they did everything they could to tell people that was going to be a good movie, and, and people this, just didn't care. Look, Suicide Squad was trash, and people. This movie has to be really good critically, and word of mouth has to really spread that yo, you have to see this movie. And they're not marketing this movie. They haven't. So I mean, far. I mean, they started at Comic Con, but it's kind of late. I, I think it'll personally. pick up because Warner Brothers has the money. And maybe when it picks up, I'll feel differently. But, like, from a, from the perspective of, like, the trailer's been out for a while, and I've seen, like, no TV spots and the there's online just no, campaign. There's just no buzz. Yeah, the online campaign is, is not there. Like, nobody really cares. Like, no. you said, no buzz. Like, there's buzz for Black Widow. Yes. You know, you know, there's some buzz that's starting to build for Wonder Woman, but crickets when it comes to Birds of Prey. When's that coming out? February. February. Because so, it's not a couple months now. This isn't gonna make that much money. Man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'd be shocked. I mean, Kendall's making a compelling argument. I, I, I mean, I, I was surprised. I, I still think it's bold because again, superheroes just seem to make a lot of money. You're telling me Harley Quinn is gonna bomb at the box office? That would tell. That would be against everything people have told me for the last ten years. Like the whole thing has been, we need to get Harley Quinn on the on on TV. We need to get her on the movie. We need to get her on the movie. But that goes back to in some of these movies. It goes then, back to why they did Suicide Squad. Now we have Carly Quinn is gonna be great, and then Harley and Suicide Squad did great in the box office. All right. So all the evidence has told me that Harley Quinn is a box office smash for a superhero franchise. I don't think that's if that if that doesn't happen Suicide again. That, Squad I, that, was black. that was that was that was Harley Quinn with Joker with Will Smith, which made for a perfect uh, storm, a perfect so storm to make a lot of money. Regardless of whether or not it was good or bad, I mean, this is going to be on the merit of mostly Harley Quinn. Another thing that's interesting is, I mean, with them making this movie rated R, I mean, the Harley Quinn show just debuted on DC Universe. That is true. Animated show. That's very much TVMA, extremely TVMA. Like not sure, even. I only saw six minutes of it. I saw the first the five to ten minutes. The trailers were crazy. It's it's TVMA, yeah. hard it's MA. mature audiences. So probably. they're 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 framing this Harley Quinn character as an adult character um right now you know that seems to be what dc well they they have her in other things as well that's interesting too because it's so it's to me it's such a juxtaposition to like what the marvel's marvel issue with deadpool because marvel has been trying their best to figure out how to keep deadpool in in the in the in the area in the ballpark for kids to still be have access to him and but yet still keep him authentic to who he is where Harley Quinn, it seems like even though they know there's a, a, a younger audience fan base that's present that is out there, it seems like they're trying to move. They're moving her further away from that audience. 
Right. Does that seem does, does that sound right to everybody? Uh yes, but I also think that is in part because when I mean like I said they did it with Suicide Squad, I mean it wasn't it made a lot of money, but it didn't work. But it wasn't because it was PG thirteen. I mean it was just a bad movie. It was a bad movie. It wasn't made correctly. Yeah. yeah that, you could have made that movie issues. more gory, more mature, and it still would have been bad. Right, yeah. That doesn't help the fact that David Ayer had a month to make it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not the David Ayer apology tour. We're just, we're right. just speaking facts here. <laughs> exactly. So, but it, I do think that has a, has a part in it that, like, you know, Suicide Squad wasn't good. So they're like, I mean, we can stick with the, the PG-13, Bubblegum, Harley Quinn, but, like... Edgy, you know, edgy is in, you know, for lack of a better term. That's true, too. And they made you feel like, look, let's go with an edgy or Harley Quinn, you know, and people are going to love it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to go. Because like you said, I don't know if it being PG-13 or AR is had any difference in Suicide Squad, but I think they're going to cut themselves off to a lot of money. I, I think most of these movies should be rated PG-13, unless the characters have to be rated R. I agree with that. I think that most superheroes... There's no reason to make it rated R. Like, the whole idea that, you know, doing BVS rated R, I'm just like, there's, there's no reason to do <laughs> Batman v Superman and have it rated R. Right, right, There's right. no reason for it. You can definitely tell Batman right. in a movie. Like, the so, comic right. books aren't rated R. Yeah, like, like, you can, like, I read Batman every week, and it's, it's a, it's like a teen, right. it's, it's like a PG-13, it's like a PG-13 book. Right, yes, right. people die, and there's blood and stuff, but, like, it's not, it doesn't have to be, like, mature like that. Like, right. So... I agree with Kendall on that. I think Deadpool was one of those characters. That's why I think it's interesting. Cause I think Deadpool absolutely is a character that I don't think almost under any circumstances really should be moved to PG-13, in my opinion. But Harley Quinn, I think I can argue that, yes, you can put her in a PG-13 world. She started off in a cartoon that was for kids. Right. But it's, it's weird that, again, it seems like DC to me is moving her away from that audience and Marvel's moving Deadpool towards that audience. Right. It's to see how the two kind of on-the-fringe characters and how they're being used in their respective country, companies right now is very fascinating. Um, but I think that's the place to wrap this show this week, guys. So, again, uh, as we said at the top of the show, if you want to hear our our superhero show recaps for this week, tune in. Uh, we have a podcast up on Monday night, Tuesday morning, depending on when you listen to the show, talking about the stuff we'll be seeing from the superhero shows this week. So this week we're doing um, Titans, uh, Black... Uh, Lightning, Lightning and Supergirl, and we're gearing up for this major colossal, uh, uh, what's it called, the Crisis, Crisis. Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover that will be coming up at the uh, at, at the start of next week. So we're getting ready for it. So these are the last two shows we haven't talked about in a while, so we'll, we'll catch up on those and, and update you guys on what we think. So that's going to do it for this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Join us back on Tuesday or Monday night for our new next show. But for now, um, of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, catch us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter at New Generation Pod, and Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Shamari's on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. I'm on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys for listening in. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace.